Hey, this is Sailor. Welcome to another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. Well, hello, hello, everybody. We're back, and um, ha ha! I'm not the only woman in the room tonight. Yay! Definitely <laughs> not. The odds are even. Yes, they are. You guys are screwed. <laughs> so uh, right off the bat, I want to introduce you guys to our friend, Britt Lightning. Um, she is joining us tonight um, from my old hometown and her old hometown, Boston, Massachusetts, best city in the world. Woo! Rock city. Um, and we actually, we kind of go way back in a way, we found out. So, because, you know, it's Boston and that's how Boston works. So, um Britt is also a whiskey fan, so <clears throat> we're going to talk a lot about whiskey and a lot about music, and um, if you guys don't know who she is, you're going to find out. Love it. Thanks for having me, guys. Happy to be here. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. Good job, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. I do some. I do good things every once in a while. Every See? once in a while. Yeah, every so once in a while. Just when you're ready to fire me, I do something good. <laughs> yes, you're right on the edge there. Yes. I'll tell you, right on the edge. Living on the edge, Matt. <laughs> yeah. What a bump. How many of those are we going to do tonight? <laughs> <laughs> so right off the bat, I think we should talk about whiskey because um, Matt and I had the opportunity to put together a super fun little goodie box for Brit and um, put some yummies in there. I found out uh, that you are a tiki lover. So, of course, I had to make you a tiki, some tiki cocktail mix. I know. I love that. And I even got the umbrella. It's so <laughs> <Yeah>. cute. <laughs> That's amazing. But these tiki drinks you're going to make with whiskey. And it's going to unlock a whole other world. So I love putting whiskey in my tiki cocktail. So, you know, brown spirits works beautifully. So I'm excited for you to enjoy those. And then we sent you samples from our friends. I know. So I'm about to drink one right now. So which should I start with? Let's see. So Matt and I were going over the list of what we think we remember sending you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you have some... Did we send you few FEW? Yes. Okay. I find it. I did see that one. Yeah, that would be a good one to start yes. with. The rye. Yes. Are you typically a rye lover or liker? You know what? No, but recently I started drinking. Um, you know, I've been digging this one recently. So I'm not, I was just saying to Sailor earlier, I'm not in front of my bar because I'm actually uh, traveling right now, but I did bring all my favorite uh, here. But I've been drinking this lately and I really like it. So hold on, I've got this little, I'm going to have to finish this so that I can pour the few in here. <laughs> so hold on. Okay, so, all right, here we go. That was so what are you drinking, Ed? I got to know what you're drinking because you have such oh, the array behind you. I have something very special I picked out for tonight. And I want to wait till we get to our whiskey segment to reveal it because there's, okay. it's, there's a few layers to it. Okay. Okay. Good. That's exciting. Right. I think we're in the whiskey segment, aren't we? Are we? <laughs> I think we are. I'm drinking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we are. <laughs> oh. Oh, this is nice. This is different. So uh, another fellow rocker, 
Um, the distiller's name is Paul Fletko, and he is um, in a Chicago suburb. And uh, he makes them some gorgeous, gorgeous whiskey. His bourbon's phenomenal. He's got an, an amazing single malt. His rye is like out of this world. So The rye is amazing. It has such a smooth finish. And it's kind of like, it's almost like, I don't want to say it's, I don't know. It's almost earthy a little. It's really, mm. Mm. I love it. That's really good. Awesome. Yay. All right. Mm. So first one's a winner. So that's good. <laughs> we did a good job. <laughs> we, well, love, anyway, we love what Paul does. So I'm glad since you Brooke didn't friend, ask when I was drinking, yeah. um, I will, you know, I'll let her pause and give her palate a rest for a second yeah. before she goes to her next one. I am drinking um, a very special I got bottle I got here recently. Do you remember um, last year there was a giant rickhouse collapse? It was all over national news. This giant rickhouse collapsed and all the barrels spilled out and uh, at the Barton Distillery in Kentucky. But anyway, you did not. Some of the surviving barrels, bastard. Some of the surviving barrels got bottled and they were picked by a good friend of the show, Chrissy Martin who helped us actually get our start here. And it's, it went, these barrels went through blue note juke joint. It's called blue note juke joint whiskey, which is cool. Cause it's got like the body of a guitar cool. on there. And also the, uh, they got a little, a name for the series. Uh, it's called wrecking ball series. And <laughs> okay, as we that, all know, yeah, yeah, before <laughs> Miley Cyrus had a song called Wrecking Ball, there was another little band that had a song called Wrecking Ball. It is so true. And actually, we haven't played that song in a while, and we just added it to the set list for our next gig. Sweet. Nice. I, I like that go. song. That song's a great <laughs> song. Man. Great song. So that's what I'm drinking tonight. And it is, uh, it is 119.3 proof. It's uh, uncut, unfiltered, straight from the barrel. So I will be drinking this very slowly. All right. Or else I will start it. divulging secrets that probably shouldn't be divulged. <laughs> Stephanie! <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Well, I, I'm super jealous you're drinking that, Ed. I, I really I need to try and see if I can grab a bottle. You need to hit up Chrissy. Like yeah, I'm almost positive that when that actually happened, we talked about it on the show. Oh, yeah. We, oh, yeah, we, for sure. We were, we were saying that it's only a matter of time before they bottle this stuff. Yes. And mm -hmm. here, here we are. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> that was um, it was multi. It was a multi tier collapse because it didn't because mm -hmm. well, it finished collapsing like a while later when they yep. were already trying to dismantle it. And thank God nobody was hurt. But that was a lot of barrels, man. That was those pictures. If you Google it, that's it's just insane. Yeah, pictures are nuts. Mm. What about you, Matt? What are you drinking tonight? Oh, so I could only think of one thing to drink for this episode. And that is my commemorative Motorhead Hill Rock bottle. Nice. So they did. They have a music series where they pair, you know, they, they work with different musicians, usually in rock and metal. So their first release was a motorhead Ace of Spades 40th anniversary release, uh, which is what I'm drinking right now. So pretty cool. I know that right now, Scott Ann from anthrax is there and he's picking barrels for the mm. anthrax release. Uh, but this is like Ed's uncut unfiltered single barrel and super delicious. I know I've gotten in pretty deep with them on this show before. Huge fan. Sweet. 
Mm, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Is that the same company that makes the Metallica one? Blackened, is that what it is? Or is it the? No, no. No, different. Blackened's its own thing, which Sailor has mm. like half a dozen bottles of up there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, so my husband and I get one on our anniversary every year because this is what we drank. I was, when was I telling the story? I was telling the story recently that um, so we just went to this little chapel in this town up in the Pacific Northwest. And it was just the two of us with our photographer and his wife and a justice of the peace. And the justice of the peace was like, oh, yeah, I don't I don't drink anymore because I whiskey came up. And when we walked in the chapel, it was just, it's not like a church anymore. And it smelled like coffee. I'm like, oh, why is it smell like coffee in here? And it didn't, <laughs> I looked over and on like the podium, they had like the AA banner hanging. And I was like, oh <laughs> shit, they have AA meetings here, <laughs> so, which is great. Um, and so I was like taking all the AA stuff down. And so we had our bottle of blackened at the podium and that was our, we, that was our, um, our dram that we took right after we said, I do. So we get a new bottle every year on our anniversary. And so that's what I chose to drink tonight. Love it. It's a little bit of blackened. And so um, I'm not drinking the new one. The uh, 114 is what I what we just got, the latest release. I'm drinking from 100. Okay, so Matt, your next assignment is to get Rob Dietrich. Yes. We almost had him. I don't know what happened, but we almost we almost had him. Almost. <laughs> reel him in, reel him in. So, um, so yeah. Uh, so we also sent you um, Westland, uh, which is an American single malt, which is killer. Yes. And they're out of Seattle. Um, they are a, just phenomenal. Um, super young distiller. He actually started distilling before he was even 21. He's like a distilling genius. That one is really beautiful, very different from the bourbon, very different from the rye. Um, I don't know if you like scotch at all, but it'll remind you a little bit of a highland scotch. I was just drinking Laphroaig with a cigar yesterday Wow! with my dad. Awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's really good. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, you like the smoky one. stuff, the smoky I do, I stuff. Do. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Man. None for me. <laughs> no, these, I, these two don't. Nope. Yeah. nope, can't do it. Can't mm. do that for smoky. <laughs> I have tried. With a Macanudo cigar. That's what nice. we were doing. Well, I think with a cigar, I would it would that would probably help. If I was I should try that sometime. I should try to do some of your smoky shit, Matt, but with a cigar. Because maybe it wouldn't be so shocking to my palate. I just have a really sensitive palate. I'm kind of one of the super tasters. So when you taste everything in such an exuberant way, things can just overwhelm you right away. And that's what, especially, there's just the Band-Aid that I can't get around. It's like this Band-Aid mm -hmm. taste. I think I've numbed all my taste buds off maybe with too much <laughs> I'll drink anything. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So tell us about your journey to whiskey, to being whiskey lover. Okay. Well, I think it all started when I got into rock and roll, right? I was, I, I picked up the guitar because of Van Halen and it's like Jack Daniels everywhere. You know what I mean? Uh, Michael Anthony bass and everything. And just seeing so all my idols, all these rock icons with Jack Daniels bottles. I mean, that iconic photo of Jimmy Page, you know, backstage mm -hmm. drinking. Um, it, it just, 
I mean, the Stones have pictures with it. I mean, everybody was drinking Jack Daniels, Sinatra, you know. So um, it, I just thought that that was so cool. And if you were going to be a cool rock star, like that was pretty much part of it. So uh, I started drinking whiskey and I loved it. I, but I started with Jack Daniels. And, um, and then I think just as I... But I didn't just drink it to get drunk. I actually enjoyed it. And then mm -hmm. and then once I learned about like, oh, there's bourbons and there's scotches and rye and all these different, you know, different brands. And I really began to appreciate it. So um, that's kind of but I started Jack Daniels started me off. <laughs> that's such a popular gateway. <laughs> we were oh, yeah. we were. Yeah, we were on with a, the distiller of another sample. You have um, Widow Jane. And so she had asked her last week and she said, he said, you know, what was your first whiskey that got you into whiskey? And she said, Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah. But currently on the Vixen Rider, it's Makers 46. Oh, I like it. Okay. Solid nice. that's, Good that's, I, yeah. I, I like that for a, you know, just, it's just so, yeah, smooth. And then, and then we do a toast. I got everybody in the pants to do, even though most of the girls don't even like whiskey. They're like, okay, well just pour me a tiny bit. We do like a little whiskey <laughs> toast right before every, um, every show and uh roxy can't do the jack daniels she says it burns her throat so we yeah <laughs> we, we moved to the uh to the makers party six i'm gonna try this the uh widow jane so what did you say about widow jane so it's the 10 year um and that's from new york um they're in brooklyn but they source their water from a um an old mine in upstate New York. So it's this beautiful lime, New York lime water. So it has this really unique taste to it. And I just love um, the complexity of that Widow Jane 10. Oh, wow. I definitely, as soon as you said lime. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Definitely more citrusy than, than I would expect. Yeah. It's a gorgeous expression. And um, Lisa Wicker wow. is the distiller and she's just, a rock star of whiskey so we thought that would be apropos put in your in your kit there <laughs> wow i love it i love it very different very different hmm. so um i was reading a little bit um so as i was you know looking you up online and then realized you know god she looks so familiar i remember her and then i asked my girls and they're like oh yeah don't you and they started telling me all these things that had happened. And I'm like, God, I don't remember that, but that doesn't mean anything. I was probably drinking, you know? Um, okay. And that they were like, happen. and then they were like, I don't know if they were there for the fuck the Kells thing or not. Or it was around that time. And I'm like, and that's when I kind of remembered. So when I was like, okay, well, what has she been doing since then? And I looked you up. I mean, you've done some really incredibly interesting things. And, um, it was, it was nice to hear the girls immediately were like, Oh, great technical guitarist. Um, and again, they're as old as I am. So us remembering things is really hard, um, but just super interesting projects. Um, you uh, toured with um, a Grammy award winning Spanish musician and composer for several years. I mean, how did that happen? Yeah, that was amazing. That was that was an incredible time, incredible tour. Um, I had my band Jaded out of Boston that I did for 10 years um, and then we always had lead singer problems though. We were always changing out our lead singer. I don't know. It, it's 
LSD, you know, you can't, it's so hard. <laughs> They're tough. They are so tough. No, but um, so finally, when the very last lead singer we had was was giving us some trouble, we were like, I was, I was just done. I was fed up with it. And I was complaining to a friend of mine and I was like, you know, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I'm so sick of it. I just want to play guitar and not deal with all this other stuff. Cause I was, you know, booking the band and, and doing a lot of stuff. And he goes, well, why don't you just audition and be a guitar player for hire audition for other bands. And then all you have to do is show up and plug in and play guitar. That's all you do. I'm like, really? That's a th I can do that. I don't have to like have a whole band and go through all this band drama every day. And so, um, he was like, Lady Gaga has an open audition. You should go. It's in New York and you can just go and show up and just, I don't know, try it. And so I had never auditioned before and it was super scary. And I made it to like through one round to the next callback to the next callback. I almost made it. It was between me and, and this one other guitar player at the yes. end of the day. Yeah. At the end of the day, he got it. <laughs> But, and so then I'm like, oh, I'm so depressed. Maybe I shouldn't even play guitar. This isn't even for me. Uh, but then about six months or so later, I got a call from somebody that had seen me at the audition and, and uh, was friends with Alejandro, the, uh, the Spanish artist that you were mentioning and said, yeah, he's looking for a female guitar player. And I just remembered you from the Gaga audition. So, um, you know, if you want to audition, let me know. Here's a YouTube of the guy. And I looked him up and I was like, oh, hell yeah. Um, he's amazing. So, um, yeah, that's how that happens. So you don't get one thing. You never yeah, know. You never see? know who's watching. You never know. Exactly. What's so is now, that the Alejandro? Yes. Oh, oh from the, uh, from Lady the Lady Gaga. Gaga. No, but you know what was funny? It came out at the same time. That's when that happened. So I was like, wow, the stars are really aligned. This that is, is yeah. Because yeah, it made me yeah. think there for a second. Yeah. yeah no, I'm too. I was like, wow, this is fate <laughs> foreshadowing so totally so did you do you have classical training did you go um to school or did you just no i didn't i took a few lessons and just like you know i learned a couple chords i learned the pentatonic scale you know and um and then i was like okay i'm done i'm ready to rock <laughs> like that's all i need I, I don't have time i don't have the patience for this i don't care about learning anything else i can play but but honestly metallica you know is is really what i i learned on and that's kind of what got me in my first band i was um playing metallica songs in a, a daddy's junkie music remember that store yes i do that, that music store. Yes. um and uh, and i think i was I don't know. Maybe I was playing Blackened. No, I don't think so. But I was playing some Metallica song, and then that's how. And the store manager was like, "We need a guitar player. You're awesome, and we sound like Metallica. Do you want to join the band? We have a tour coming up." So that's actually how I got my first gig. Wow. My first touring gig when I was like about sixteen. So nice. So Metallica yeah. kicked off your career. Metallica is actually what kicked off this podcast too, as well. Really? Yeah. 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 Yep. Wow. See? Yeah. What a story. <laughs> wow. But yeah, so I was like, I can play the Metallica songs. I don't need lessons. I don't know what I'm playing, but I can play them. But I saw I, I basically learned everything by ear. So it was, yeah, Van Halen and Metallica. That, that's that. Those were my biggest teachers. Great place to start. Yeah. Very, very much so. <laughs> teachers. And it definitely sets you up to uh, to join the band that you're in now. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a perfect setup, right, for um, a band like Vixen. How did that happen? Yeah, so I moved to LA uh, about six years ago, and um, I oh I had just I had finished 
another tour. It was after Alejandro, then I did another tour. And then I went out there without a gig and just kind of was winging it. But I just knew that I was ready for the palm trees and the eternal sunshine and <laughs> to get out of the Boston weather. Mm -hmm. So um, I just started playing the jams. They had a really cool, they have a really cool jam scene. You know, it's like every night you, there's a jam at the whiskey, there's a jam at the Viper Room, mm -hmm. you know, and so you can just go and it's really easy to network and meet other musicians. And so, um, that's kind of how I got started when I moved there. And um, I joined an all-female Guns N' Roses tribute band when I first got there. And uh, <laughs> so I was playing a gig with them at the Lucky Strike in Hollywood. And it was a, uh, a pre-party for the Monsters of Rock cruise. And um, and the manager of Vixen also does works with the, he puts on the Monsters of Rock cruises. So he was there. And uh, so that's how that happened. So he saw me there and uh, he was like, oh, should be a good fit. Yeah, <laughs> Great he show. was right too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're always in the right place at the right time. <laughs> oh my god, been lucky! I've been lucky. lucky. Yeah, yeah. So, what has the experience been like for you? I and I'll I'll tell. I mean, to be honest, um, I didn't even realize Vixen was still together and touring. And I mean, I also am kind of one of those people that's like, oh, my music period is done so fuck all music you know like my music was the best music and and i keep you know coming back to a lot of bands that either have been touring and i just didn't know or are touring and i'm like oh my god you know this is this is so fantastic um what has it been like for you to play i mean so who's who's original still from vixen i guess i should ask first sure roxy petrucci the right. drummer and Cher ross the bass player okay and when i joined the band janet gardner was singing the original lead singer and then uh, a couple of years ago she um wanted to pursue a solo project with her husband so she's doing that and we have lorraine lewis who is uh, you know, an OG of a rock and roll of that era oh, from yeah. lead singer of Femme Fatale. So she's such a badass. And so, um, it's, awesome. yeah, it's a really fun. And so we play some Femme songs in the set too. Oh, so that's fun. super fun. Oh, cool. oh that's yeah. really awesome. So what's that like for you? Because I mean, I would imagine you were like me, you know, like that was, I mean, that was the band, you know, at the time, I mean, I know you're a bit younger than me, but you know, when but I it was for me too, it was for me too, because I, you know, I started, Eddie Van Halen, right? So even though I grew up in the grunge era, I was listening to Van Halen and then I'm like, I don't want to play Kurt Cobain guitar. Like that is so boring. <laughs> so I started listening to all the hair bands. I was into Motley Crue, I was into Poison and then Vixen and then Lita who were like the two oh, girls yeah. of that era oh, that yeah. I was just so, I yeah. loved Vixen. And so, um, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's pretty awesome to be a part of it. Amazing. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I think that I want to make sure that I underline the point and put several exclamation marks behind it that, you know, when so the band was originally founded in 1980 and then would become, um, uh, well, there was a band before that and became Vixen in 1980. I mean, they're just not only and I know we've talked about this several times times on the show, but I can I still have this conversation and I hear people go, really? And I'm like, yeah, fucking really. There wasn't a lot of women in rock. And I mean, the women in rock that were there weren't treated well, didn't get the same opportunities. We're seeing this like, oh, you know, like our friends, the title song of our podcast, um, our friends in When Particles Collide is female fronted band. And they have the T-shirt that says pretty good for a girl. And it has for a girl X'd out, you know, just pretty good is enough. Thank you. Um, so to see a band like Vixen be as big as they were, especially back then, was it was so important to me as a young a girl who, you know, wanted to I didn't ever have a career in music, but I played and, and sang and 
not very well. Um, you know, it was important to me, though, to see women like that, you know, as kind of heroes and um, to see them still, you know, the band still alive and going and then bringing in, um, you know, new talent. And it's just so important. And um, I know that you're involved with um, the rock camp. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Please tell us a little bit about that because it's so inspiring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp is amazing, and um, I became involved with it as a counselor. I'd always heard about it, had a lot of friends that were involved in it, and so I was like, what is this? And I finally did a bunch of research and uh, got in touch with David Fishoff, and um, so I did one of my first camps uh, a little while before COVID, and it was awesome, and it's like, it's this life-changing thing where people come in, you know, they some of them have never played on stage before. Anybody can join. It doesn't matter your skill level, your age, anything. And you join a band for four days, you jam with a rock star counselor. So I was one of the counselors. And then you get to jam. We prepare you to jam on stage at a live venue um, for the public on stage with one of your musical heroes, like Paul Stanley or, you know, uh, Joe Perry. And we have all these camps coming up. We just started relaunching the, the live camps. And, um, and now I'm uh, the musical director for the camps. And uh, it's just, it's amazing to see the transformations that people go through and how music, you know, is so emotional on so many different levels and affects people differently. And I mean, you can have, and it's funny too, because there was this one guy that was having trouble with a song and he's like, I don't know why I can't just play the D A E. I don't know why it's so hard for me. And the guy, he's a, he's actually a rocket scientist for NASA. And it's like, Oh my God, I don't know why you can't do that either. Cause you can do everything else. But, but like, that's what, that was his dream to just be able to do that. Right. So it's, just, it's interesting to see, you know, people from different places and different backgrounds. And, um, but we have a women's only rock camp that, uh, we launched and, you know, that's the first time we've ever done that. And it's going to be this upcoming January and there still aren't that many all female, I mean, not all female, but female rockers in general, because yep. I was trying to come up with the list of who to have at the camp. And it's like, wow, you know, it's a limited list. Yes. If you look at it, I mean, still it's crazy, but the camp's going to be amazing. We have Melissa Etheridge. We have Nancy Wilson. Oh. Oh we have Orianti. We have Kathy Valentine at the Go-Go's. Oh um, and we have a huge array of amazing counselors like Eva Gardner, who plays for Pink. Um, Rhonda Smith played with Jeff Beck and Prince. Just so many amazing, amazing people. Roxy, my drummer, I'm going to be there. Um, I need but, to. Uh, I need to sign up. Damn it! I know oh. you should go. You should go. Oh my god, oh, that's so amazing. I wish I could send my daughters to that. I have one in particular who uh, played the guitar, but she's always been too nervous to play in front of people. Okay, it's that crazy. was me. That was me. I played in my bedroom for so long with the door shut. My parents were like, "What are you doing in there? Like, like, can we come in? Can we see what you're doing?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> and I no, I had severe stage fright. Severe. Oh and actually, God. that is part of the reason why I have, I have always <laughs> drank whiskey before a set. Always, I've never gotten drunk before a set, but I always it just takes the edge off. I've like always done courage. that. And yeah. if I don't, yeah, and if I don't yeah. do that, I'm like. There's, I mean, I don't think I've ever not done that, but the thought of not doing it is very scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, that becomes your ritual too. I mean, right, we all have ritual. our rituals before we, I perform in a different way now. I talk about whiskey for a living and spirits. And so it's different, but still when you get up in front of people, there's a little ritual that you do and that's super important. Yeah. Um, I love that you're doing the all female. I, I, there's so many reasons why things like that are so important and why they work better. 
as I'm sure you know, the research behind all of that, you know, there is um, a couple of groups that were formed in whiskey for just women initially. Um, men are welcome to join, but they have to understand that, you know, the focus is on women. Um, and it changed everything. The minute mm. that these groups were formed and you could sit with other women and they these women engaged more. They, they said, you know, I would have never gone to a whiskey tasting before, but a secret whiskey lover for so long, but because it wasn't approachable to them or, you know, they had an experience where they got mansplained, let's just say in their life in general. And, you know, it seems like it's a drink for men. It seems like it's a drink for white people, for white old men, you know, and so that more diversity came into the industry because of that. It just became more approachable. And I think especially for, for younger women too, it's so important to be among other women and know that you're in a nurturing environment. And so, I mean, you're doing the good work with that big time. Thank you. Thanks for saying so. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I, I do, you know, think, I mean, we did over COVID masterclasses um, through Zoom with Rockstars and we did, um, we tested it with Lita. We did a women's only class with Lita and it was like the fastest selling out uh, masterclass that we did. And it was awesome. And we talked about everything because it's like there was no, yeah. you know, you didn't, you know, you could say anything. Not exactly. that we would say anything in front of you guys. I mean, we would. No, but still but, it's different. It's just different. Yeah. It's yeah. different. Speaking of Lita, you guys toured with Wasp. Did I read that right somewhere? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> I bet you have a lot of stories. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I actually, a very dear friend of mine who was from Boston, um, and this is millions and millions of years ago, was a roadie for Wasp for a long, long time. And he um, would do road work for other you know, for other bands and he was road crew manager for a while and then went back with them. And I remember him saying, we were all back in Boston, like around the holidays. And he's like, you guys, man, I've seen a lot of bands. I've been with a lot of bands. And it's all, he never said, and you know, said a story, but he would just say this band. And they would just shake his head and drink. And I'm like, I want to know, like, tell me. And he would say it every time. And we're like, we need to know. Oh, what happens on the road stays on the road. Yes, right. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Well, um, so uh, we, I think we have another uh, whiskey sample for you, right? I think you have two yeah. nine, two nine one. <laughs> I do. I have a two nine one rye. Right. So this is a small batch, Ryan. This is a Colorado whiskey. Um, this is this is uh, pretty high proof. So um, just be prepared for that. Okay. But um, it's a newer, you know, newer distiller. They've been around for about 10 years. Um, really wonderful, wonderful brand. Beautiful story. Really delicious whiskey. If you're ever going through Colorado Springs, look them up mm. and tell them I sent you. Um, okay. Just a kick-ass story. Um, the brand was started by an artist who left New York City um, right after 9-11. He was a fashion photographer and just created his first whiskey still out of his um, photograph plates, his copper plates, and just taught himself how to make whiskey. And here he is 10 years later with highly awarded whiskey. So it's a really great story. Wow. It's really good. You know, I don't mean this in a bad way. I mean it in a good way. You know, like when you have your favorite crayon scent and I love le the smell of leather, you know, and this almost has like a little leathery taste yeah. to it. And it yeah. smells, it's yeah. really good. Oh, he would love to hear that. So he's, yeah, mm. it's all, his vibe is like that 
you know, Colorado cowboy. So, you know, they use aspen staves from local aspen trees. And so it's very earthy. It's very gritty. It's very rich. And then, yeah, I mean, the leather is, mm. is perfect. I love that one. I love that one. Yeah. Awesome. Sailor okay, and I just did, an event, just did an event for them in downtown Miami. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. So we do we do stuff for them, but uh, always get positive feedback on, on. It's really good. Yeah. I really <laughs> like this one. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Love it. Mm. So um, I like your shirt, by the way. Thank yeah, you. So much. Awesome <laughs> Kick ass cocktails. I can't wait to make my, uh, my <laughs> tropical whiskey drink. I, I don't think I've ever really tried one like that. So I'm excited. Woo -woo. for that. <laughs> You'll enjoy she, it. It's super yummy. She's one of the women of rock cocktails, sailor. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about like all the stuff. I it was like a buzz when I sent you that stuff. We had so much going on. So I was thinking about I have a cocktail from my so I do a monthly subscription kit each month. And so I saw that. It's, yeah, it's a different theme. And so last month was Ladies of Rock and I didn't have any any left at the time. So um, I'll make up a batch though and send it to you. And it's inspired. There it is. <laughs> OK, <laughs> so it's got Joan, Joni, of course, on uh, Joan Jett on the label yeah. and uh, Tina Turner. And yeah. Yeah, oh, that's fun. awesome. Yeah, it's super fun. Super fun. So um, the last question I'm going to ask you, and then um, I'll stop asking you questions. Um, <laughs> so I always, we always ask everybody, you know, beyond what's your favorite band, but like, you know, who are your go-to, like they make you feel good. You always got to listen to them, you know, whether it's like a guilty pleasure or not. I mean, you've talked about who your influences are. And then is there anything new that you listen to? I, like I said, I am so out of the loop with new music. I'm the worst about new music. So is there anything new that you're like this, this, some, everybody should really know this band. Okay. This, uh, hmm. <laughs> I don't listen to a lot of new stuff. However, I will say when I'm working doing rock camp work, I put on Spotify radio, like chill mix stuff, yep. which is, I know totally not rock and roll, but I can't listen to rock and roll when I'm writing an email because it's just too distracting for me. So <laughs> there's a lot of new, like chill artists that I really like. Um, but, um, but as far as new rock, I mean, uh, new, new, I don't listen to a ton, but I, I do hear stuff I like on, you know, KLOS and stuff like that. And, you know, new music. Um, but I, have I, there's no new band that I really follow, like that I would, you know, fly anywhere to see. It's not, <laughs> not that kind of dedication yeah. right now. Yeah, I we don't, wish have, we I, don't have any of those either. So we don't either. <laughs> I know. I wish I wish I did. Yeah. I, I want that again. I want that again. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know. I that's I know I don't have a great answer for that. Sorry. But um, but I do have the guilty pleasure answers. I mean, speaking of Sinatra earlier with Jack Daniels, I listen to him all the time. I listen to all the Rat Pack stuff, especially when I'm like cooking Italian meals or yeah. something oh, like that. Perfect. Um, perfect. Yeah. I mean, when I'm cruising in the GTO, I like to crank Beach Boys. That oh, is just feel go. good, top down, summertime. Um, but uh, but I mean, just anything to, to feel good is always, yeah, ACDC and, and Van Halen. And um, uh, who else do I love to just listen to? Um, I, I love Eric Johnson. I, I like to crank. Mm that just for like, it's just, I don't know, relaxes me. Um, uh, who else? Um, trying to think of some weird ones. Um, 
Gee, um, you know, I listen to a lot of jazz too. Okay. Um, so I'm, yeah, I, cause I, I'm always working. So I get a lot yeah. of work done when I listen to jazz. There's a, there's a lot of jazz influence in metal. I'll tell you that much. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> I listen to we a ton worked. of jazz as well, especially when it's funny that you say the chill mix because my husband and I found this, um, what is it called? It's called, I think it's called Chill Mix Instrumental on Spotify, and it has like a little. Oh, I think I know that one with the little umbrella thing. <laughs> yeah, I know oh that my one. god! Yeah. Oh, Chill Out Instrumental, and it has like chill a little out, umbrella. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes, yes, we are obsessed with that. And every once in a while, I'll be like, "Oh, what's this?" And I'll kind of look it up, and I'm gonna pretend like I'm gonna actually go listen to them or buy their music, and it just doesn't. It doesn't right, happen, right. but the intention is there for sure. <laughs> yeah, yep. but I also when I'm writing um because I'm always writing cocktail recipes or I'm writing you know like menus and I'm, I write for a whiskey magazine it's always jazz that I put on I can't have I can't have any vocals it has to be just instrumental yeah. jazz same same yeah, same, yeah. Important. <laughs> <laughs> but are you guys any new bands that I should know about actually I was just thinking <laughs> and it happens to be the lead singer her first name is also Brittany her name, it's uh, Brittany Slays, actually. It says Brittany Hayes, but, she, but her, her uh, stage name is Brittany Slays. And she it's a Canadian band called Unleash the Archers. Ooh, okay. And they are a power metal band. Uh, just search for Unleash the Archers Awakening, specifically. Look for the video on the YouTube. The way it's done, the way it, it, it focuses on the players and their instruments, and it really highlights their musicality. And it is just awesome. And that kind of took me on this whole Unleash the Archers journey after I saw that. Uh, so, yeah, you got to look that up. And I, I'd be curious to see what you think. She would make a great addition to uh, the Ladies Rock Camp, too, I can tell wow, you. Wow. Okay. All right. I'll check it out. I look forward to listening to it. I'll let All you right, know. I, I do have a question for you, Britt. So, yeah. The last Vixen album was released in 2006. Do you guys have any plans to write new music in the studio? If you can say yes. anything. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, first of all, in 2018, we did release a live album. So I got you. That, okay. But, uh, yes. but, you know, yeah. it's a live album. Uh, but yes, we do have plans. We have been writing before COVID. We were, we had quite a few writing sessions and COVID really put a uh, halt on our plans just because we live all over the country. Like I'm in LA, one's in Florida, one's in Detroit. Like we're just very spread out. So um, it wasn't easy to co collaborate. Um, and, and nobody was really feeling super inspired to send files mm -hmm. back and forth. We like to get all in a room together. We're very like in-person people and feel the energy kind of vibe. Yeah. So uh, we are back at it now. Um, we have a couple, we've we got a lot of songs in the works. Um, it's just a matter of paring them down and uh, deciding when and where we're going to record, but we are working on it. And uh, yeah, we're all very excited to release new music. So awesome. it, I promise you it will happen well, <laughs> soon. <laughs> That's awesome. I I look forward to that. That I, I was wondering that myself. Yes, yep. I yep. I rarely buy new music. I know it's ter it's terrible, um, but I I try to you know I buy re releases of like you know the bands <laughs> back in the day. But you know, and I definitely I've I've been really good about um, once I learned and understood um, how streaming pay works, which sucks because I just. I am a very digital person. I've always been on the road for my job um, or, you know, I'm at a distillery all day or I'm, you know, traveling around the country talking about whiskey. 
And so for me, digital life was super important. I thought, oh, when streaming came along, like, fuck yeah, this is the best thing ever. Then understanding um, how terrible it is for the artists, um, you know, what they make. So I try to be really good about all Venmo or do like a band camp regularly. If I'm listening to someone regularly that I know is an independent, like, okay, I'm going to like hook you up and <laughs> just give you some money because I'm listening to you regularly. But um, every once in a while, there's a few bands that, you know, release new stuff um, from the old days. I'm like, I'll buy that. Even if I don't like mm. it, I'll buy that. So yeah, I'll put it on my list for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Saved. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I know the streaming is just not, <laughs> you can't make the money you used to. I mean, I some know. artists are, but yeah. Yeah. You got to yeah. do like millions that, you know, yeah. like millions and millions and millions of streams. It's, it's just, it sucks because, you know, I don't know if you watched the, um, it was the documentary about Napster. And then um, there was another one about LimeWire that came out and I'm like, man, I feel like the artists really missed the boat with LimeWire. I think it was unfortunately just too early for artists to understand, like, it's too bad that there wasn't some type of, like, union at the time that could have, like, gotten together and made LimeWire, like, a co-op because mm -hmm. that would have been the opportunity. It could have been the biggest thing ever owned by artists. So you guys determined, you know, what you got paid, and that would have been – I really hope something like that comes along one day where it's, like, you know, for the artists, from the artists, by the artists, you know, and I'll, I would happily, you know, subscribe to that every month and then pay. That's the other thing too. Like charge me a buck every time I listen to this album. Like I'm fine with that, but not if the buck doesn't go to the band, you know, I mean, right. you can take 10, 10 cents out of it, but the rest needs to go to the band because really what the fuck are you doing? You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you really not doing anything. <laughs> um, so yeah. Yeah, I really hope I hope that changes one day. I think it would be I think it would be huge for because here we are. I was just thinking while you guys were talking about not really like into new bands. I'm thinking like what what's holding that back? You know, that that's everyone we talk to. I don't I don't think it happened. God, who's been on the show that's been like, oh, yeah, there's this new band. So and so I don't even think that's happened yet. I think why? too that it's just I think I think it has a lot to do with there's it's so oversaturated like I mean yeah. when everybody just listened to the radio the radio dictated what the top new bands were and they drilled them into your head and but nobody listens to the radio anymore so mm -hmm. the DJs aren't controlling that and everybody can put their own music up anywhere so you get a lot of shit but then you get yeah. a lot of good stuff too but it's hard to find the good stuff through all mm -hmm. the shit. Yeah, and so much. it's like, I'm lost. I don't know where to begin. Like Spotify is this endless rabbit hole. I, so yeah. I just listen to what I know because it makes me happy and I don't have time to sit around and weed through the garbage. <laughs> like it's hard exactly. to find good stuff. Yeah. But if somebody recommends something to me, I'm like, cool, I'll definitely go check it out. Like I'm going to check out, you know, this, uh, the awakening song and everything like that. And, you know, but it's hard to, we're all so busy. It's hard yes. to find it. It's hard yep. to find it. That's well, my and on the radio too, I'll turn on the radio every once in a while. I, I think it's like, um, it's like you forget, you know, um, the pain <laughs> and I'll be like, Oh, I haven't listened to the radio in a while. Maybe I'll like hear a band I like. And then it's like, Oh, we're still playing the Joker. Oh, okay. You know, or oh, there's so many commercials yeah. and we're not used well, to commercials yeah. even anymore. Oh, and it's like, oh, yeah. I can't oh, listen to that. I'll just go back to my playlist that I listen yep. to every single day. Yeah, the same fucking music. <laughs> but also, like, when you do get past the commercials, it's still the same fucking, I swear to God, like, I lived down here in South Florida in, like, eight, from 83 to, like, 87 or something. I don't even know. I don't even remember. I think it's still the same exact. I think this one station is playing the same exact thing 
they were playing back then. Like, I'm pretty sure it's exactly like they've just kept it in time. And it's like, that's great, but also play something different. Like, even from the same artist. Let's just, just pretend you're going to keep playing the same artist. But play different songs off that album. Like, I've heard, you know, if I ever hear Stairway to Heaven again, I don't I don't <laughs> think I'll survive it. I just don't. I don't think I'll make it. I think I'll be, it'll be like EKG. I can't, I just can't anymore, you know? And I mean, Highway to Hell, that was ruined for me. That's, and so, but then when I turn off the radio and I'll go like months without listening to it and then Highway to Hell comes on Spotify, I'm like, yeah, I'm like rocking out to it. I don't loathe it as much. Um, so yeah, fuck, fuck, yeah. fuck everything. Songs can be overplayed for sure. <laughs> I know, I know. And that's why we drink whiskey. That's yes. right. There you go. Yes, and, and I will say cheers to that. So cheers. Um, I'm yeah, going to pour a little more of my 91 to toast you guys. All right. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for, for spending time oh, with us. Wait, hold on. My Siri keeps turning on. Hold on. You oh. guys are muted. Okay. Siri <laughs> keeps... I, she keeps thinking I'm talking to her. For, it, again, here it is. Listen, Stop bitch. It. It's Jeez. not about you tonight. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Cheers. So thank you for, for spending time with us tonight. And uh, thank you for sharing your gifts with the world, too. That's super important. And we appreciate it. And uh, it's always fun to meet a new fellow whiskey lover. So yeah. absolutely. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for the wonderful samples. And it's awesome to see you, a, a yeah. woman in a male-dominated industry, doing what thank you do. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. And uh, if the people want to find you, on the socials where and how can they find you yes britlightning.com vixenofficial.com and then i am britlightning on all social media brit with two t's and lightning spelled like lightning not lightning or lighting <laughs> you'd be surprised how many people are like i emailed you at brit lighting and i'm like well i'm not a lighting why would i be lighting like no <laughs> Well, we'll make sure that we put links in the show notes as well. And um, if you guys, if you ever want to come back on again with the band, maybe when your new album comes out, we would love to share it with our listeners. And and um, I would love to talk to the ladies, especially the OGs um, yeah. back when. And man, I, I think I was, I think I was trying to like count up and I do this every time. God, the 80s were and the early 90s were such a clusterfuck and I don't. I don't even know what was going on then, but I think I saw them three times in the eighties at some point. So oh, cool. yeah. well, you're going to have to see this new lineup. <laughs> I would love to. Yeah. I would absolutely <laughs> love to. I was actually, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be following you guys to see what comes close to me. Cause that would be a blast. Yeah. Awesome. I, awesome. I, I saw some co concert footage and you guys are great. I love the chemistry between you and the other ladies. It's, it's, it's fantastic. So that's listeners go look up uh, Vixen on the, YouTube, look at some of their concerts. It'll make you want to go. I we'll mean, put I'm some serious. links in the show notes. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Beautiful. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks everybody. And um, as per usual, Matt's going to take, well, I guess Matt and Ed are going to take us out of here and I'll have my special little ditty at the end. So that's <laughs> it for me. All right. <laughs> thanks listeners. Hope you enjoyed that show as much as we did. You can find us on social media on Instagram at metal rock and whiskey. You can find us on Twitter at metal whiskey and of course you can find us uh individually you can find me at the whiskey obsessor that is whiskey save the e you can see youtubers right there you can see my name right there uh and if you haven't yet click that little bell below us here somewhere maybe over on that side um and uh, you'll get notified every time we upload a new video so subscribe find us on the socials 
Now. <laughs> now. Okay. Uh, I'm Sailor. You can find me all over the internet as Sailor Guevara. Ed? And if they want to find me, they can usually see me hanging out on Instagram at Bourbon Geek. And hey, listeners, uh, if you love us or even just like us, and after this show, if you don't love us, I don't know what's wrong Go with you. Go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> love you guys. So, <laughs> please tune in next week for another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. And I think tonight I'm going to end the show with saying, uh, fuck you, commercial radio. Ha, 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 ha.